Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Happy Wednesday to everybody listening. Want to say a big thank you, as always, to Mountain America Credit Union. Title sponsor of The Big Show. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with the new Mountain America credit card. For details, visit macu.com. Or call 1-800-748-4302. Gordon, hello. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Thank you, Jake. Except I have an exception. Uh-oh. I'm really thirsty. <laughs> well, you know, there's plenty. We, we, we work at Vivint Smart Home Arena where there are <laughs> drinking fountains about, what, every 10 feet? Yeah, but that water is a little warm or something. I don't know. I need, I need some cold refreshment. So if I took my icy cold water that I bring every day and and just did one of these, um, let it run down my chin. Oh, I feel so quenched. Just gargle um, with it. Oh yeah, that is <laughs> like Chevy Chase. You know my my pour it onto your face. My mouth is is almost over lubricated now. It's it's almost too much. Mm, do I feel great? Mm. Why didn't you bring in a uh, a bottle of water or something? Uh, good question. I don't know. I'll tell you what. I br- I consume a lot less soda than I used to after uh, I've got a couple of water bottles I, I carry around every day now. Yeah, my wife carries one around. A lot of people do. It's uh it's a smart thing to do, but for whatever reason, I'm so I'm so parched I could belch dust right about now. Well, there there's soda machines around here as well. Yeah. Even free soda machines if you can make your way on down to floor number two. Really? And have a, well, do you have a receptacle? Shh, 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 shh. Uh, no. Well, that, that might be an issue. We'll talk about it later. But uh, <laughs> well, You I, opened the show with it. I know. I know. Well, what happened? Did you eat a real salty lunch or something? What's going I, I, on? I don't know. All of a sudden, it just hit me. Okay. Well, uh, a dehydrated Gordon Monson is probably a grumpy Gordon Monson. So let's <laughs> let's get you some uh, let's get you some liquid, shall we? Okay, I'll look for it. You know, all y'all y'all know who you are carrying around a water bottle with you all the time, or the uh, receptacle there, as you called it. Oh, oh that just sounds man. great, doesn't it? I'm gonna. So look at, Lloyd's in there slurping that. Inspires what? me to have another sip. Oh. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, oh, the ice clanking it, around. Oh, it's so cool. Mm, uh, refreshing. I just feel terrific. 
Have you ever, uh, have you ever like been so thirsty, like drank out of the the the, fa- the garden hose or what, whatever? Yeah, who hasn't? Yeah, we all have. I mean, well, that's who, how thirsty I am now. Who doesn't get up thirsty in the middle of the night and drink right out of the faucet? Uh, me? Really? I do that all the time. I'm not going to the kitchen to get a cup. Just drinking right out of the faucet. Austin, do you have a water bottle? Do you carry one of those, uh, what do you call those things, hydro flask or whatever? Uh, no. Austin, you, you have uh, nothing in there? Oh, no, I've got, I've got refreshment. But yeah. I don't have a hydro flask that I'm letting your lips touch. We're not dying in the Sahara. <laughs> okay. All right. So he's got refreshment. You've got refreshment. Freaking Lloyd's got refreshment. I bet you our boy Andrew Reinhardt even has some refreshment out there. All right. I'm sorry. Got to change a habit. Yeah, just it's it's real easy. I You know what? We're swimming in uh, water bottles at our house. You want me to bring you one? <laughs> you mean like, no, we got plenty at home. I, I, well, then I, uh, this is a you problem. I know. Just fill it up. It's not yeah. too hard. I'm not blaming anybody else. All right. I want all songs about water today. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Running water. Uh, we have a lot to do on the show, of course. Big weekend of college football on the horizon. We will talk a lot about it. We're even going to mix in a little hockey today, Gordon. Uh, Trevor Lewis is going to be on the show at 345. He of the L.A. Kings. They will be in town on Saturday. Utah zone. Uh, for the Salt Lake City shootout. Right? Yeah, he's from Salt Lake City. Yep. So he's going to be. it's going to be fun to talk to him about that. And uh, going to be a great event here at Vivint Smart Home Arena over the weekend. Would suggest you uh, look into it. Um, we're also going to talk to Frank Dolce at 4 o'clock. Uh, Tony uh, Castricone is going to join the show at 4.30. He is the voice of the Washington Huskies. David Locke will be on with us at 5. And then uh, around the bottom part of the 5 o'clock hour, we're expecting to hear from either Kalani Sitake or Aaron Roderick. That's a veritable smorgasbord. We're packed today, man. We're ready to roll. All right. Well, I hope everyone's refreshed. You just can't get over this, can you? No. But that's a good lineup. Good, solid lineup there, Austin. Nice job. Well, it's a big week. And have you been? I was o- thirsty for good guests. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Have you been across the? Have you been across the concourse here to take a look at the ice in the arena? Someone told me it looks fantastic. It looks really good. Yeah, it looks really good. I think Austin told us that. In fact, if you bring your skates to work tomorrow, you could uh, actually uh, take a little skate out there. They're doing an employee skate? an employee skate out on the uh-huh. out on the ice. I, th- I believe it's tomorrow. Austin's trying to figure out where he stored his. I'm trying to get myself some uh, some skates. Yeah, have you lost your skates? Oh, it's been years. Uh, do I look like I've been keeping up with the game? I don't know. Do you have hockey skates or do you have figure skating skates? I don't have skates. You don't you have, have skates? Have, have you ever heard Tony's first date with his uh, wife's story? No. He decided, you know, it'd be kind of fun. It's winter. Let's go ice skating. So we picked her up and she had her own skates. Yeah. Because she was a figure who, skater. Who doesn't? <laughs> so Tony, Tony thought they'd just go both clopping around, <laughs> making fun of each other, falling down. And she's like doing triple sow cows and he's holding on to the ledge. <laughs> trying not to hurt himself. Uh, I will say... That, you know, I don't think I've ever mentioned on this show that I played hockey as a kid. Yeah, like AAA minor league hockey, right? I uh, I did. Uh, I had many, many different pairs of skates for different occasions. I certainly had hockey skates. Uh, Used to go out on Twin Ponds and play out there. Uh, you believe me, right? Not really. You don't. 
don't believe me. Not, not Austin has never believed me. I we we used to set up. Uh, well, when we first started, we'd set up a couple of of uh, you know jackets or something as the as the goal. But as time went by, we'd get an actual goal out there and mm-hmm. uh, and play some uh, some good old pickup hockey. I, I believe you played hockey. The part I didn't believe is when you told me they called you Rocket Monson because <laughs> was, of how fast you I went. was. I was fast. I was fast on skates. Okay. Yeah. I, I was. There was the time that I got pushed into the boards face first. And back then, we Wait, didn't. Wait, I thought uh, you just talked about you were playing on ponds. Well, we, where, pl- where, we where played. Where are the boards? We played both places. <laughs> no. Strange. You used to play down at the rink, too. No, it, now there's a rink involved. No, there is. Because a minute ago, it was twin ponds. With jackets? <laughs> well, we also, we graduated to indoor hockey where, you know, the action took place. And I got... I got slammed into the board face first once. That was not fun. I got a lot of respect for hockey players. I mean, they are fine conditioned athletes. And we're going to have one of them on the show today. So stay tuned at 345. Trevor Lewis, Salt Lake Zone, will join us. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get to it. Let's talk some football, though. It's time for the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Great college football game. Uh, credit to BYU. I thought they uh, played a hell of a football game under Kalani. Uh, kids played extremely hard, uh, and they made one more play than, uh, than we did tonight. Um, you know, in times that you have three turnovers to the other team's none, and you're on the road, that's going to put you in a hole. And uh, tonight we came up one play short of getting out of that hole. Uh, I love how the kids keep fighting uh, and keep competing. This is one game early in the season. We'll correct it, uh, and we'll move on to the next one. This is going to be a special team, mark my words, because there's special kids on this team, and they're learning with every snap. Uh, and um, I'm proud of them, and uh, I look forward to the next opportunity to compete. All right, Austin asked this before that sounds. We heard that sound. He said, "Do you believe him?" I believe. I believe everything up until that last little thing at the end, where he thinks it's going to be a special team. There, he might be rallying the troops a little bit, trying to get them prepared because they are undefeated in conference play thus far. And so, going into that big game against the Utes next week, he has to rally the guys. But uh, I believe the rest of it. I don't know how much he believes and how much of that he has to say. And I'll, let me let me say this, uh, Tony. Which part specifically are you uh, taking uh, some sort of uh, uh, disagreement with? Uh, they gave great effort. Um, the, that, was, that, was a, that, that was a really good football team, uh, football game. Right. You know, the the Trojans made the had the turnovers, and and that was the difference in the game. But uh, let me let me put it this way: uh, Tony and I years ago we had uh, uh, what was his name, um, uh, the Weber State coach that won like one game, Jody Sears on oh, yeah. with us uh-huh. every single week. And have you ever seen that that meme that's out there on the internet with the dog sitting in its living room while the living room is on fire? You know what I'm talking about? I, I don't. Jody would come on with us and say just what you heard Clay say every single week with just, you know, guys, we're doing great, special team here, give a great effort, and these guys can do special things. And they lost every game by 40 <laughs> points. <laughs> But it's like, what What else is somebody like Jody Sears, what else are they going to say? 
But that game last week was it was not forty nothing. It was a competitive game. It was a it was a hard fought game. Uh, did you think the Trojans quit? Because I didn't think they quit. I just think they're they're disorganized. They made mistakes. Yeah, I think they made mistakes. I think sometimes effort with teams like that and and against BYU. And I want to I I still want to be careful about this because BYU won the game. They made the plays to win the game. They did. But when USC, a team like that, underperforms, there's always reasons why. Okay. okay then, and and his personal situation, Clay Hilton, yeah, that that has to have an effect sure. on what's going on. But and there has it, to but be. But you think it would be a positive effect, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you think those those players were recruited by him? And unless there's some sort of divide on that team that I don't know about, or that maybe some people do, but I I don't, then you would think the players would rally around their guy. I don't think that happens 100% of the time. Yeah. I think that's something that can happen. You can't you also see the attitude of, well, this guy, this coach isn't even going to be here next year. So <laughs> what's the point? Yeah, I suppose that could uh, that could creep in, but if that's the case, then he's cooked. Oh, that's he's done. I guess that's my point is that he might be cooked anyway. So what do you expect him to say? What message does he still have to send to his team? He still has to send the message that we can do this and you guys are good enough and that we need to block it all out and go win some football games. You have to do that even if it's not even if it's not true. Oh, but I most coaches believe believe that uh at this point in the season they suffer a loss on the road. Yeah, the the Trojans have better athletes than BYU, but and and should they win that game? Yeah, they probably should. But I I don't believe that he believes that it's all just baloney. I think he believes that they can rally and they can save his job and that they can do some damage in the Pac-12. I I think he believes that. Now, really, I said they were disorganized, Jake, but really they suffered the consequences of a freshman quarterback who made mistakes. And JT Daniels gets hurt. And then everybody thinks, oh, crap, you know, this is going to go downhill quickly. And then Stanford, who was ranked at that time, comes into their into the Coliseum. And the Trojans take care of their business impressively, outscoring them through a stretch 42-3. to And so I thought that meant the Trojans were going to be really good. I'm sure that Clay Helton thought that. Graham Harrell, you heard what those guys were saying about the freshmen. And he comes out and he makes some mistakes against BYU. And to BYU's credit, they kind of put him in a situation where they baited him into those mistakes. Yeah, they had a great game plan. They had a much better game plan than USC did. And so are the coaches, were the Trojans disorganized or were they just unlucky because they had a freshman quarterback who's a very talented player but inexperienced and made some mistakes? That mm-hmm. might, That's the difference in that game. That was 10 points and... The overtime situation that shut it down. So, in some ways, you can say you erase those ten points. Well, then SC wins. I, I hope that doesn't take credit away from BYU because obviously they're the ones that baited him into those mistakes, and those mistakes were made, and the Cougars had a big win. But do 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 I think USC is in a mess right now? If if Utah goes into the Coliseum and beats them by three touchdowns, then I'll say, okay, they're in a mess. See, here's the thing, though, Gordon. USC didn't go to a bowl game last year. Yeah, but that was last year. So? 
I mean, it's largely the same players. And and here's the thing with it with any game where somebody wins and loses, and and I'm going to do a sports radio spoiler here. You can do this with any game, and a lot of radio hosts do, where they look at it and go, "Did BYU win it or did USC lose it?" And you can do that with every single game. I remember doing a post game show for the Utah BYU game from Maggie McGee's. You remember good old Maggie yeah. McGee's uh-huh. uh, with Kyle Gunther, and I remember Gunther nearly lost his mind. And stormed out of there because we took a phone call from uh, a BYU fan who said, well, if the Cougars didn't turn the ball over five times, they win that game. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Gunther was going to absolutely lose his mind because he said, well, they did. (laughs) And Utah caused those turnovers. And and so literally every single sporting event, you could do this with every jazz game. You could do it with every football game. You could go, oh, did they not show up or did they make mistakes or did they lose it or did this other team go out there and make plays and did this other team win it? And the truth is it's both and it's always both, but you can always split your audience by saying one way or the other. But then that's ridiculous. But the truth is, is the USC has sucked for a year and a half. And so if you really want to look into it, you want to say why. And it's not because they don't have good players. They sucked last year, or five and seven is unacceptable for that fan base. And they base beat a dog Stanford team, and they lost to but BYU. But nobody knew that Stanford were, were dogs at but that they, time. But they were. I know, but we didn't know that. So? And so the that perception— That doesn't change the reality. Well, yeah, but should if you have, you, you have the first start for a freshman quarterback, you go out and you outscore a team 42-3— to three? I mean, that is impressive no matter who you're playing. You could be playing Idaho freaking State, Mm -hmm. and that would be impressive. Okay. And Stanford's better than that. And so you have to believe, if you're coaching that team, and if you're on that team, you have to believe that you're you're good enough. And Clay Helton has to sell it. It doesn't right, make He it has sh- to sell it. I get that. But I think what he said in that bite, in fact, I want to hear that one more time. Because I think everything he said is true, except for maybe the thing at the end about it being a special team. That, that, that I don't know yet. But the rest of it was absolute. Listen again. Great college football game. Uh, credit to BYU. I thought they uh, played a hell of a football game under Kalani. Uh, kids played extremely hard, uh, and they made one more play than, uh, than we did tonight. Um, you know, in times that you have three turnovers to the other team's none, and you're on the road, that's going to put you in a hole. And uh, tonight we came up one play short of getting out of that hole. Uh, I love how the kids keep fighting uh, and keep competing. This is one game early in the season. We'll correct it, uh, and we'll move on to the next one. This is going to be a special team, or my worst special kids on their team, and they're learning with every snap. Uh, and um, I'm proud of them, and uh, I look forward to the next opportunity to continue. Okay, everything he said was true. Okay, the stuff about BYU playing hard, yeah, uh, that that was true. They were one play away from digging out of that hole. I disagree. What about all the plays that they missed to put them into that situation in the first place? What yeah, about but if they scored? What about, a t- if they scored a touchdown on in overtime? They win. What about stopping uh, Zach Wilson on the the quarterback draw? I mean, you can look at all that stuff. There's a zillion different plays. That oh, you I know, can look but at. they're still at the end. They were one play away, and how even about, though they turned it over three times, and BYU didn't turn it. over. Over a single time, so 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 he, what he said is true. Mm. Well, you're such a skeptic. Of course, I'm a skeptic. They didn't go to a bowl game last year. That was last year, and this is this year. That's right. 
And they're one and one, and they're ahead of the Utes in the in the Pac-12 standings right now. They're two and one, and oh, they're the and only one. reason they're ahead of the Utes in the Pac-12 standings is because they've played a game in the Pac-12, right. and Utah has not. I know, but so what that's I, but, ridiculous. But what I'm saying from their standpoint, there's no reason for Clay Helton to be going in, even in private, with his coaches and saying, you know, guys, BYU just beat us. We suck. We're screwed. Well, of course not, because he can't do that. But even if he could, even if he had took truth serum, that's that's no way to think. I wouldn't think that if I were him, and I don't think that anyway. I I, I think that uh, I think that USC has a chance to to do something to be. I mean, they have good athletes. They have those receivers we talked about. And again, I'll say it: if Slovis doesn't make those mistakes, and that's an if, I know. But he obviously has shown some capability. But he did make those mistakes. Yeah, and BYU cause, had something okay, to do with but, that, but by the I way. I know. I'm giving BYU credit. But I'm saying Slovis made some mistakes. And what Clay Helton was saying there is that the Trojans can learn from that. And that quarterback can learn from that. Don't try to you know, thread the needle on, on passes when you have three guys around your receiver. I mean... You're not Terry freaking Bradshaw. But why were those three guys around the receiver? Because BYU had a better game plan. That's because of BYU. Well, okay, I'm giving BYU credit, but I'm just saying it's no reason for Clay Helton. Because BYU had a good game plan, it's no reason for Clay Helton to go in there and go, you know, we absolutely suck. We can't win. We're lousy coaches. This is a crappy offensive system, like Jake Scott has been saying on 97.5-1280 of the zone since last summer. No! Don't say that, Clay. If he called me privately and said, what should I say? I'd say, say the truth. And that's exactly what he said. See here, Andy sent in the, the meme on Twitter, and this is exactly what it is. A little dog sitting in there saying everything's fine. <laughs> And the, and the room around him is on fire. That's, well, I'm not saying I don't know whether Clay Helton's going to survive the season or not. But what he said about his team is true. I don't know if it's a special team. I, I don't know if that part is true. But he has some terrific athletes. He ran up against a, a quality opponent on that quality opponent's home field. And they had a freshman quarterback who made mistakes. Are you uh, going to sit there and say, okay, we're, we're, we, we, we got nothing to look forward to? This guy's going to keep on throwing three interceptions every week against every opponent. No, he can't say that, but it doesn't make what he said but, true. But it doesn't mean that it's going to happen either. I mean, let's let's say it the way it is here. If Slovis throws three interceptions against the Utes, the Utes will win by three touchdowns. But why will he throw those three interceptions? Because he made an error in judgment? Or is it because Utah made a play? Or BYU well, made I a mean, play? Or BYU yeah. had a, game, a good game plan well, it's and both. forced him into those mistakes? It's the of your course question from it's the beginning. Both. It's both. And you're laying then what are you up. arguing? I'm saying that Clay Helton was telling the truth. No, I don't think he's a very good coach. Uh, joining us now in studio, he's our good friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt. First of all, Andrew, it's good to see you. Good to Andrew, see you guys. Good to good see you. You know, Jake here. is such a ray of sunshine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm getting painted as the negative one here. Uh, you're up to our Andrew, right. Andrew, let's change the subject. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's have Andrew help us move along. In fact, let's help our listeners. Yeah. Let's do that, yeah. Andrew. Help our listeners, please. I can do that in certain areas of their life. I can. A very all important right. one in general. Right? 
Uh, no, but we're glad to have you guys back. And, and for maybe those listeners who haven't heard, talk about Wasatch Medical Clinic and what you guys do and how you're changing lives. Yeah, we've been open in the Salt Lake area for a while now, helping a lot of guys with erectile dysfunction. Um, and, you know, getting into this industry, I probably didn't even know how severe the issue was. Um, pills, as, as you know, guys taking the pill at younger ages than I thought. And at older ages, I should say. We have a lot of patients in their 90s. Um, basically dealing with nasty side effects, looking for another solution. Uh, if the urologists and the primary care physicians had something that worked, we probably wouldn't exist. The reality is when it comes to ED, um, there has not been a good solution. Until now, we have something called acoustic wave therapy. FDA cleared about five years ago to increase blood flow by widening blood vessels. Uh, that means a guy can get back to normal function in the bedroom no pills. And when you eliminate the pills, you eliminate the side effects. And candidates can be uh, anybody who maybe just feels it slipping a little bit to yeah. people who are down the road away. Yeah. I mean, in, in a 10-minute period, I could see somebody that has very little ED. You know, they have most of their function left, but they're worried. They're slipping in the wrong direction. That's easy. Then 10 minutes later, I'll see somebody that has not had function in 20 years. Uh, so it's, it's everything. Um, we can work with all of it. And you guys make it really easy for our listeners with the, the consultation and the medical exam. Yeah, as far as I know, we're the only ones doing this. Um, you can come in for a free assessment exam, blood flow ultrasound, consultation, basically an analysis of you if you call us right now. Uh, we normally charge some money between two and $300 for this. Call us now. You come in. You can say it's not for me, but it's totally free and zero obligation. No risk whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Andrew. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. One more time. 801-901-8000. Find out what they can do for you. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, more Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Utah State football coach Gary Anderson. How are you going to handle the running back spot going forward? Well, I think it just really depends on the game. Jalen's big one he had last week. DJ, you probably wouldn't have made it. PK, I'm saying you get right to about the five-yard line before you get caught. Wait, I'm not clear. I would have scored. I no, would not have no, scored. No, I think you would have got caught a little yeah. bit sooner. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Follow Tell him about the foot race in Denver. Oh, I let him win one time. Oh. All I can go is by what I really think, so I just, I'm sorry to be truthful. But so be as I tight. pulled away but, from him, he yelled, help, police! stop that man has my wallet what would happen if we had to add a quick sudden change of direction into that movement uh, i'd have blown my achilles yeah exactly so i feel the same way catch dj and pk mornings from 6 till 10 presented by wcf insurance reminding you to be careful out there on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network so put your hands together and please welcome this is utah's best sports radio this is back you're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. 
Band of the Day, the OJs, selected by Gordon, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Also want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. We talked about the Utes and Trojans there in the first segment, Gordon. Let's talk a little bit about the Cougs and the Huskies. Of course, BYU coming off a big win. We talked a lot about the Trojans. Let's talk about the Huskies for a second. Cal, and we talked to uh, Damon Hewitt about this yesterday, uh, Cal has the recipe to beat Washington. Yeah, play, great defense. Play that great defense. Washington, uh, Damon told us, not that great on the outside with their receivers. Figure out a way to stifle the run and stifle them You know, in the red zone. I heard Tony talking about this today, keeping the field goals instead of touchdowns. And then you take the pressure off what the offense has to do. I thought a big problem with BYU last year, and this is not rocket science, but they got down and put all this pressure on the offense to come back, and they just weren't capable of doing it against Washington's really good defense. So I think the key lies in in defensive game plan again. It's it's big time on Ituiaki once again this week because if they can keep Washington bottled up, I think they've got a really good chance in this game. You know, it's just... I, I'm arguing with myself as we speak right now because, you know, I hate that that expression, defense wins championships. But sometimes it does win games. You know? I mean, you got to score, obviously. Sometimes your defense can score. But you're right. Uh, good defense can go a long way in certain circumstances. Now, the Huskies, I think they had seven defensive players coming back, and they had two offensive players is all. And so they're, they're redoing a lot of things. And we talked yesterday about this, that some of those guys, a lot of those guys did get some playing time. But this is not the same Husky team from last year. No, nope, it's not. And that team, we saw what they did against the Cougars. Cougars are a little better this year than they were last year. At least it seems that way. Although BYU got off to a good start last year as well. So, I don't know, uh, relatively speaking. I, I, I'm very interested to see how this game goes. You know, how effective can Zach Wilson be? How effective will Tyson Williams be? You know, will they be able to pound the rock against this this team that you know, sort of built its reputation on not being very stingy and giving up uh, scores and yards? They're, you know, they did such a good job, the defense, for BYU against USC. I think they'll have to play it a little bit differently. I don't think they're going to drop eight this week. Although they tried to drop eight against Utah, and that made no sense. I don't think they'll try to drop eight this week because I really don't think that they're going to need to. But, I mean, I could see a guy like Zane Anderson, for example, Gordon, having a big-time impact on this game, whether he can generate a turnover or he can kind of fly around the field and make big plays. That's going to make a big difference. And Washington will move the ball. In their game against Cal, where they only managed 19 points, they still moved the ball 348 yards. That's not great, Including 186 on the ground, which is pretty good. But they limited Eason to 162 yards. Yeah. BYU can do that. You sure? Well, I'm not sure about anything. I'm not <laughs> I, sure if the sky is blue, but yeah, that does that well, they, does they, sound possible they can, to me. They can do that if they drop guys into coverage, but at what price? Well, Washington doesn't have near the receivers USC did, though. 
So I, I would so you don't have to be quite as concerned that way. I don't think they so. do have good athletes in that program, though. Right, but unproven guys. I mean, are yeah. they? You know, I I would gamble a little bit more. But hey, by the way, don't listen to me on defensive game plan. I was way off last week. So what do I know? But well, I, I think they could afford to take some more challenge, uh, some more chances. You weren't that far off. You said they had to do one or the other. Yeah, and they did the other. <laughs> they did the other. <laughs> that's, that's exactly, and, it and they did it very well, yeah, and it really worked. Which uh, is somewhat surprising to me that 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 would work. I thought they would have to pressure that kid, but uh, and, and they the the guys up front did it. Tonga had he had a man's game, oh, didn't yeah. he? A grown well, man's game. This gets back to Clay Helton and his coaching staff have issues because when. Uh, he's picking up the center on every play and throwing it backwards at the running back. <laughs> That's a problem. You huh? might want to commit somebody else to help on that. You know what I mean? Some well, of those plays well, were ridiculous. He is a man that I would double team, wouldn't you? I absolutely. I mean, holy but cow! I mean, Utah's going to do the same thing with their defensive tackles. So if Clay better figure out an adjustment. But here we're talking about you know Washington, and with that inexperienced offensive line, uh, no reason to doubt that Kyrus Tonga okay, could do a similar thing. Real quick, uh, we were talking about ifs, you know, mm-hmm. and how it's, they're silly, really, if you look back at it. But but what happens if if USC against Utah? doesn't make mistakes. And what happens if BYU against Washington doesn't make mistakes? I mean, the Cougars didn't make any uh, last week, uh, and and the Trojans did. So what if those teams don't? What if they don't? And I think they increase their chances of victory by a mile. Sure. That's not rocket science. But again, you're ignoring the other team's ability to create those mistakes. True, true. So, yeah, that, it's Utah's job to, to go create those mistakes. Yeah. Do you think USC is capable of making, uh, you know, forcing Tyler Huntley into bad decisions? Because he's been he's been pretty darn smart so far. Maybe if Pete Carroll were coaching. <laughs> he's busy right now up in Seattle. Joining us next, uh, Trevor Lewis, uh, current member of the L.A. Kings, but Salt Lake native, Gordon, and the Kings are going to be in town to take on the Canucks on Saturday. We'll tell you all about it. He shoots, he scores. Coming up right around the corner, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. I got the high school games coming up. And by the way, just a, a side thing, big thanks to Jeremy Brunner for his work in the truck. Always enjoy it when he produces the game. Jeremy's a pro. Oh, I love it. Is that a shot at Adrian? And Damon, I feel like oh, it was. And just so you know, just, just a quick side nod here. I wish Jeremy could be my producer every day. <laughs> I make a comment, and it must be a shot at somebody. Just, it must be. You looked right at Adrian when you were saying. I was talking TV. <laughs> I always get myself in trouble because of you guys. I did not say Jeremy does a great job on TV and Adrian sucks on radio. I did not say that. You did now. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, let's get on out to the Sprint Special Guest Line. Joining us now, big event coming up at Vivint Smart Home Arena this weekend. It's the Salt Lake City Shootout. The L.A. Kings are going to take on the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, puck drops at 7 o'clock. You can get your tickets at viventarena.com. Uh, joining us now, Salt Lake native Trevor Lewis. Trevor, thank you so much for a few minutes. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? 
Hey, we're doing uh, terrific. Excited about the event this weekend. Uh, this is uh, you guys have been doing this for a couple of years now. It's got to be fun to come back home and play in front of the home crowd, right? Yeah, I mean it's awesome. I, I think it's good for uh, hockey in Utah too, and um, obviously getting to come home and play in front of all my friends and family. Uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. Trevor, I'm sure you've been asked this a thousand times, but how does a kid from Utah end up as one of the best hockey players in the world? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, uh, you know, I, I got pretty lucky along the way, but um, I, I had a great support system around me. My family uh, did anything possible for, and, and supported me any way I wanted to go, and um Fortunately, uh, I, I had some good breaks along the way and um, made it all the way from Utah. So it's uh, it's been a dream come true, and uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm not sure how much you get to come back, but do you know how the, the status of hockey in Utah, is it a sport that's growing around here? Are we seeing more talented players come out of this area? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't get a chance to come back a whole lot anymore, but... Um, I mean, since since I was a kid, it's it's really grown. I mean, I think the uh, the Olympics in 2002 really helped uh, grow grow the game there, and and now you're seeing more and more guys uh, get college scholarships. And obviously, we got uh, Daniel Brickley that signed with us last year from Salt Lake too. Um, so you're you're definitely seeing more and more guys uh, come out of Utah for sure. There was a time, Trevor, when I, I remember asking people about uh, availability of ice and whatnot, and there were people who were playing hockey at 3 o'clock in the morning because ice time was tough to come by. So that indicated to me that there is some interest. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, even when I was a kid, uh, I don't think there was too many rinks um, when I was growing up. So sometimes we'd, uh, I mean, I lived down in Sandy, and we'd have to go to up to Ogden and, um be there at five in the morning so my parents have to get up at at 3 30 and, and get me dressed and everything so um there's a lot of sacrifices when i was a kid but uh there, there seems to be more and more rinks and but also there's uh definitely more and more people interested in hockey so um ice time's tougher to come by for sure trevor what is uh what were your keys to success how, how did you uh, how did you do this um, you know, I think uh, from a young age, my parents instilled in me uh, hard work. I mean, I come from two uh, hard-working uh, parents, and uh, I think that's kind of what, what got me to where I am today is just that I always tried to outwork everyone and um, tried to be a coachable person, and obviously uh, you have to get some some good breaks along the way, but um I, I think my biggest attribute was uh, just always out, trying to outwork everyone. What'd you do with the Stanley Cup when you got to uh, <laughs> carry it around for a day? Uh, I actually, the first time I won it, I, I got lucky, and it, it ended up being on uh, the University of Utah's uh, homecoming football game. So um, I got in touch with them and then got to got to take it out on the 50-yard line at, at halftime, and um, that was pretty special, and um, obviously we took it. Uh, we had a little fan event at the Maverick Center the one year, and the other year we took it to the Capitol and had had some people come up and take pictures and um, stuff like that. And uh, obviously, 
I didn't know what a whole lot of turnout would be for, I didn't know how many people would be interested in it. And I think the first year at the Maverick Center, we were expecting, I don't know, maybe a thousand people. And we ended up uh, getting way too many people. And I kind of had to cut it off and then just walk through and let everyone take pictures. So uh, it was a pretty special and it's pretty amazing turnout. Trevor, I don't want to leave Jake and Austin out, but uh, you and I both have hefted the uh, Stanley Cup. I, I also had that opportunity, even though I know I'm not supposed to, but I did. It was in front of me, and I was the guy let me do it. That is the coolest trophy in all of sports, isn't it? It is. It's. Uh, I mean, it, it's 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 the best by far. I think it's. Uh, there's so much history in it, and. Um, you know, your name stays on it for I think sixty something years, and then once once the rings kind of retire, they they put them in the Hall of Fame. So, um, just just getting it and and looking at some of the names on it, it's it's pretty spectacular. Tell us uh, a little bit, Trevor, about this year's version of the Kings. What can the folks expect to see on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're still in camp here, so we still got a lot of guys. But um, you know, we're uh, we had a tough year last year, so we got some young guys coming in, and um, you know, we got a new coach here, so everyone's really excited, and um, it's kind of a different energy around the team right now. So it's it's been a lot of fun and up tempo in in camp here, and um, we're just starting to get going with games. We played one last night, and um, I think uh, Saturday will be our third one. So. Um, we, we got a little bit of youth, a little bit of veteran experience, so um, it should be a good blend and make for an exciting team. Trevor, I know Austin is a big, big fan, of, especially of playoff hockey. It's just so exciting to watch. But for those of our listeners who are stuck on basketball or football, what would you say to them, uh, selling points to get into the game, and not just playing it but watching it? What would you say? Well, I mean, I mean, you look at. Uh, you look at the playoffs every year. It's you kind of just have to get in in the playoffs, and then anything can happen. I mean, our first year, uh, we came in as an eight seed, and we had to play the best team in the league in the first round, and and we beat them in five games. And um, you know, it's it's just it's anyone. It can go any way in the playoffs. So it's a seven game series, and every night's a complete battle. And um, I think once you start watching it, you, you kind of get respect for how hard it is and how hard everyone works. And they say the Stanley Cup's the hardest uh, trophy to win in all the sports, and it, it definitely is. I've always had this question, and I've never really gotten a strong answer. Maybe you could give it to me. Why can, as physical as hockey is, and it graceful and as demanding as it is, how come you guys can play two or three games a week and football only goes once a week? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not really sure about that. Uh, you know, I think they're they're getting hit every single play. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. I don't really have a good answer for you there either. We get, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys banged up the whole year and then play through a lot of injuries. So um, I'm sure there is in football too. Um, I, I don't have a firm answer for you there. Trevor Lewis is with us uh, here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Trevor, when uh, growing up here, were you a, a jazz fan, and do you follow basketball at all still? Uh, yeah, I was a jazz fan. Um, back to the old Stockton and Malone days. Um, you know, I grew up watching. I didn't I didn't have a whole lot of time to go to too many games, um, but um, I, I kind of follow along still uh, a little bit, not as much as I should, but 
Um, I, I definitely, when I do follow, I, I follow the Jazz for sure. You know, I, I took a poll once of guys in the media asking about various athletes in different sports, Trevor. And one of the questions that we got into, and I'm talking about maybe 10 different guys who had covered all kinds of different sports, which group in general terms is the uh, treat people the best? And hockey players, professional hockey players, were at the top of the list. Is that, is that true in a general sense? And if it is true, to what do you attribute that? Uh, I think it is. I mean, um, I, I've kind of always heard that too, and um, I don't know. It's 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 funny. Uh, all hockey players are kind of uh, very similar, and um, I don't know if it's how, how we're brought up or our parents or anything like that. But um, I feel like uh, a lot of hockey players are, are very respectful and. Um, you know, I, I think it's just kind of how we're brought up in, in the team atmosphere and everything like that. The Salt Lake Shootout is this Saturday. Puck drops at 7 o'clock. Grab your tickets at vivantarena.com. The Kings versus the Canucks. And, uh, Trevor, we'll make sure our listeners give out uh, get out there this Saturday and make sure to give you some support. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me. You bet. Trevor Lewis of the L.A. Kings and Salt Lake native. The hockey players are great. What's that? Hockey players are great to interact with. It was it was unanimous, and I don't know what it was. I don't know what the why that would be, uh, but that's what that's what everybody said. Takes and a I special think, breed to be able to beat each other's faces in and then shake hands. You know what the worst was? What do you think the worst was? Columnists. <laughs> the worst athletes. Oh, oh from sorry. which sport? It's everyone's dad. Uh, let me guess. Basketball, baseball, baseball, baseball. Really? That's what everybody Pretty said. Pretty pretentious. Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that was. All right. Uh, coming up, we'll have Frank Dolce at the top of the four o'clock hour. But joining us now in studio from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our good friend Andrew Reinhardt here to uh, help our listeners with their relationships. We are. We've anyway. got yes, we've got um, this new treatment called acoustic wave therapy. We've talked about it on the show before. We've treated probably thousands of men at this point, um, young and old, uh, a lot of health conditions, diabetes, prostate issues, and everything in between. Um, they often come in kind of at the end of their rope. I've tried everything. I've been to every doctor. I've tried every pill, every injection, um, and, they're, and they're looking for something else. We have something called acoustic wave therapy or shock wave therapy. FDA cleared about five or six years ago to increase blood flow. Um, think about a guy with ED. What does he really lack? That's blood flow. Uh, this is this treats the root cause of the problem. It's not a Band-Aid like the medication. What guys like the most is that there's no side effects. There's no headaches. They can do a few treatments in our clinic, two to three weeks, and that's it. They're back to normal. Andrew, nothing to be embarrassed about, nothing to worry about from that standpoint. I'm sure everything's very confidential. Yeah. But this is common. It's way more common than you think. Guys come in apprehensive and embarrassed, and, and often they don't call us in the first place because there's no way they are going to go into the ED clinic. But um, the symptoms get worse as years go on, and that's, you know, that in two to three weeks you could be back to normal. 
Come on in. I bet you'll feel comfortable, more comfortable than you think. And uh, with your deal for our listeners, you're taking all the risk out of it, too. Which yeah, is we're totally aware that guys are apprehensive to come in, so we're trying to make it as easy as possible. Call us now. We will do an initial analysis of you with a medical doctor, by the way. Um, he'll do a blood flow ultrasound, a complete overview of you and why you have ED. Normally two to $300. Call us now. It's totally free. There's no obligation to do the treatments. You may take the information and say, see ya, that's it. And you may decide it's for you. Either way, it's fine with us. All right, here's the number to call, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Bring a little spark back into that relationship. Uh, Andrew, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll have Frank Dolce with us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.